Well, hello and welcome again to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely terrific day today. Hope you enjoyed the show yesterday. Got a lot of positive feedback on it. It was a very intense show. Dad and I went over a whole host of different topics in detail about what has been happening, what is currently happening, and what it looks like is going to start happening in the near future. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Also, too, I want to let you guys know we have a small batch left of the probiotic 100 billion formula best by date, which is good until June 30th, 2021. Now, we have previously tested all of our probiotics, and they are guaranteed to maintain their claim of whatever they say on the box as far as whatever billion CFU, colony-forming units, they are up until their expiration date, and then they slowly tear off. So the $100 billion is still $100 billion until June 30th, but it's the end of the batch. We have a new batch coming in. We have a very small amount of these left, so I put them on sale on the website for 50% off. They're on the front web page here. Uh, they, should, they should be up now. It should be up in a few minutes. So be sure to check those out if you want to stock up on them. The 100 billion is basically a vegetarian, dairy and gluten-free, four-strain probiotic totaling 100 billion CFU per capsule. They're sealed in nitrogen purge aluminum blister packs to serve as protection from all outside factors. If you guys know anything about probiotics, these are incredibly important. This is a very, very strong formula that allows the body to basically maintain proper digestive health and gut health. So be sure to check those out on the webpage, healthmasters.com. It's something I wanted to bring up first here. You know, as we continually hear about all this rhetoric, just constant rhetoric about green, 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 there can't be any gas, there can't be any planes, there can't be anybody doing anything, there can't be cows farting, you can't go outside and breathe, you can't do anything. Everything has to be super, super green to save the world. Well, the latest vegetation index from NASA that was just released now, this is interesting. The last net vegetation index that NASA produced was back in 2000. And NASA is now showing that the Earth is getting progressively greener and lusher, over 10% greener than it was in 2000. They said the global vegetation index rose from 0.09 to 0.102 between 2000 and 2021, a 9.94% increase. And what's interesting about this, a separate German study as well went on to study that found that globe has been greening for at least the past three decades. Satellite imagery suggests that vegetation has been expanding at a growing rate, contracting, contradicting, excuse me, the gloom and doom narrative being spread by the climate alarmists that continually spread fake fear porn. Back in 2018, the research found that the Sahara Desert, the largest in the world, had shrunk by more than 8% over the last three decades, ironically enough. So in terms of vegetation, the planet hasn't had it this nice, they said, in at least 500 to 1,000 years. Global warming is actually allowing more plants to thrive, more vegetation to flourish, more plants to grow, and allowing more food to be grown if we would actually do it correctly and not biotech the whole stinking world with GMO Monsanto glyphosate-resistant seeds. But that's a story for another day. But I just want to kind of bring that up here because the extent that humans basically kill the earth is complete and total lunacy with CO2. This is the context that they've talked about with carbon dioxide for decades now with the green deals and the save the earth thing. Guys, 
God didn't accidentally do something when he built the earth. He knew that plants were designed to thrive on carbon dioxide. He knew what we were going to expel, and he knew how it was going to happen. It wasn't some accidental thing. Oh, whoops, I didn't see that coming when I put humans on earth. I guess we'll just have to figure that out later on down the road. Every single facet of our world, the way we interact in it, the way we live in it, is designed properly if it's done as far as by God's will. Now, obviously, when China goes in and doesn't even put wedge scrubbers on their smokestacks and they refuse to even do any type of pollution controls whatsoever in their country, that's a different story. But isn't it ironic that the United States only contributes, I think it's roughly 10 to 15% of the entire world pollution, if that, I think it's roughly around maybe down by like 8 or 9% now, and yet China and India produce together like almost a third or two-thirds of the entire world's pollution, but yet nobody talks about those two countries. All they want to do is ruin the United States, take away vehicles, take away coal, take away the Keystone Pipeline, and make every drive around in electric cars that cost a significant amount of money to charge up, by the way. Apparently nobody has realized that concept. And the biggest thing, and I saw this years ago, and it just it made me laugh to no end. I think it was in Orlando, and they had all these – Charging stations, you know, for these electric cars, because, you know, Orlando tries to be like real progressive. So there's like 10 charging stations. Well, that power had to come from somewhere. And those those lithium ion batteries, those electric cars, they're fuel hogs as far as when it comes to electric. And so they have all these charging stations. Well, about 100 yards over, you can see this whole power system, and there's also a diesel backup generator to back up everything and produce electricity if it goes down. And I just kind of laugh at myself. And then if you go and look at those charging stations, the ones that actually can charge in 20 to 30 minutes, they don't take four and five hours like majority of the ones that are cheap. But if you want one that actually charges fast in 20 to 30 minutes for a full charge up, it costs anywhere from 40 to $60 to do a full charge on a car, meaning you're going to spend as much if not more to fully charge your car as you are in fuel, but yet there's very limited places you can still charge these vehicles. And that, again, remember, once something is electric, completely electric, it is completely and totally at the whims and control of whoever is monitoring the system. One of our good friends and listeners years ago invited us to a meeting in Orlando, and they were discussing the rollout of the 5G Internet of Things along with the autonomous vehicle rollout. This is back years ago, and now you've seen they've kind of backed off the autonomous vehicle push so much because of all the flack they've gotten. Well, he said blatantly, he goes, the only way to have fully autonomous vehicles on the road, A, All the vehicles on the road pretty much have to be autonomous. B, they all have to be connected to the Internet of Things and the 5G so they can talk to one another. And C, there has to be grids every X amount of miles or meters to basically talk to all the vehicles all the time. So they interact in a full artificial intelligence Internet of Things all the time everywhere you go. So wherever you go, wherever you go to stop, wherever you eat, it doesn't matter. Everything is tracked down to the millimeter of where you go. And remember, you don't pay all of your taxes. Oh, you don't pay a parking fine. Oh, you say something bad online that Twitter doesn't like. 
How do we know it's not going to contribute to having your vehicle privileges revoked and you not being able to connect up to anything and your vehicle goes, sorry, you've been restricted for 48 hours because you made a comment on Facebook that was offensive. Come back in 48 hours and we'll let you have your vehicle again if you're a good boy. That's exactly why they're trying to push these electric vehicles so hard, in my opinion, and a lot of other professionals' opinion. But other than that, what do you think about that, Deb? Well, honestly, Austin, the whole electric car concept makes no sense. You know, we have Nikolai Tesla's research from 100 years ago that shows that there's enough energy in the ionosphere that permeates down into the lower. Please turn your microphone off, please, Austin. Do we have enough energy in the ionosphere that comes down through the earth, through the, basically the magnetic core, that we could charge the entire planet and run the entire planet you know, off electric. Please turn your microphone, Austin, off. We could we could basically charge the entire. We could charge cars and drive around without having to have any, you know, interface or any plugs anywhere. There's enough electricity in the air. That technology is a hundred years old. We Nikola Tesla told us about it. He could take a light bulb, you know, a hundred yards away with no wires and basically turn it on. He it was that advanced a hundred years ago with what he received, I guess, from some type of interdimensional entity that he always talked about. And so we have the ability at this point to drive cars that will charge themselves from the energy in the ionosphere if we want to put lithium batteries in them. And we have the ability to never produce fossil fuel again. And what they don't understand with these electric cars, which is so silly, is that they basically have to be recharged, like Austin just said. From Please turn your microphone, Austin, off. Uh, we, have to, the, 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 uh, we have to basically have to we – have, we have to recharge the uh, batteries – from the coal-fired power plants or from the nuclear energy power plants or from solar panels, which are basically very, 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 uh, you know, intensive and very, very expensive. So all of this stuff we have to think about from a energy standpoint that is absolutely ridiculous. It's not going to have us – it's not going to save us anything, but what it does is exactly what Austin just said it does. It allows them to turn the power off to the car. You go up to a charger station – you put your credit card in, and it says, oh, by the way, Joe, you know, you looked at something on the Internet you weren't supposed to look at. You made a Patriot post, and what ended up happening is basically now because you've been a bad boy, we're going to reduce your social credit score down so much, we're not going to allow you to charge your car. And this is exactly what they've done in China now. They've prevented people from getting on buses and trains and planes and having jobs because their social credit score was bad. And what it does, it creates a giant Pavlovian effect in which the entire group of people that are being basically exposed to this become good little boys and girls and comply with the state, and they learn to be really good bootlickers. And this is the problem that I have with what they're doing to us here in the United States. You know, they're continually programming us, programming us, programming us. And, you know, I talked about yesterday how, you know, there's so many people out there that are doing alt media, but nobody wants to touch the topics that you and I talk about on the show, Austin. And, and one of those is the homosexual agenda, the gay Jewish agenda that runs Hollywood and the gay Jewish agenda that runs the basically New York theater programs, which are all based in Kabbalah. And we don't want to discuss any of that. And then today in the on my Texas, I finally saw on on basically on Drudge, it says, Marvel reveals the first gay teen Captain America. Now, I don't even know what to say about this. And Aaron Fisher, which is a Jewish name, <laughs> is the first LGBTQ character to pick up the Captain's shield in the comic's 80-year history. 
Marvel Comics has unveiled its first look at a new gay Captain America. The new character, Aaron Fisher, represents the first gay character. Fisher is described as the Captain America of the railways, a fearless teen who stepped up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused. Marvel's Comics is proud to honor Pride Month with the rise of this new LGBTQ hero. Now, you know, I don't even know what to say about this because it just blows my mind they would do this. Aaron is inspired by heroes of the queer community, activists, leaders, and everyday folks pushing for a better life, says Joshua, 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 says writer Joshua Trigilio, who pens the debut issue introducing Fisher. He stands for the oppressed and the forgotten. And I mean, I, I, you know, here's the problem I've got with all of this. This is going out to teens now, and we already have a massive problem with 17% of the teenagers in America saying they're bigenders or bisexuals. And so we have seen now the complete and total utter destruction of the patriotic household, which is what the goal was from the Frankfurt School. And the only group of people are the 85, 85 million evangelicals left in the United States that are basically trying to still promote a Christian world, a Christian viewpoint. And we have all of these people doing all of these crazy things, including this Aaron Fisher, gay Captain America now, who's promoting alternative lifestyles. I told my daughter this morning, my 18-year-old Savannah, she's here at the house, and I said to her, I said, I feel sorry for you guys. She goes, well, who, Dad? And I said, I feel sorry for the teenagers. I feel sorry for the girls. I mean, how difficult is it now to find a straight guy, a guy who's an alpha male? Because they wanted all of that destroyed because they had to destroy nationalism. See, they want everybody to be basically contained in a special interest group. Look right now, all over the country right now, there are all kinds of basically protests and riots and all kinds of going on because the Asian community is all mad now that they're being picked on because of this guy in Atlanta shooting all of these girls in these Asian bathhouses, saying now that he was basically having issues with sexuality and perversion and pornography, and that's why he did all of this stuff, if he even did any of it, or if it's just something else that basically they're promoting as far as a false flag, I don't know. I feel sorry for the victims, and I my condolences to the family, but the reality is this. Everything's being done on purpose. How do we know they didn't wind him up and turn him loose? How do we know that he wasn't in one of the MK Ultra kids? We don't know that. That's how subversive it all is. Now, Coach Dobbelmeyer wrote an article, Austin, and I think this is probably one of the best ones he's ever written because he really stepped out into this article. He goes, I am a proud evangelical redneck. And I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And uh, he goes, evangelical, he says, a worldwide trans-denominational movement within Protestant Christianity that maintains the belief that the essence of the gospel consists of the doctrine of salvation by grace alone slowly through faith in Jesus' atonement. And he's talking about redneck, a derogative term chiefly but not exclusively applied to white Americans perceived to be crash and unsophisticated, closely associated with rural whites of the southern United States. Its usage is similar to meaning a care cracker, a hillbilly, or white trash. Ever since the arrival of Donald Trump on the political scene, the pundits have struggled to classify the average Donald Trump supporter. Hillary called supporters deplorables these are the nationalists they're deplorables most of the democratic party and their sycophants labeled us as racists and nazis and a lot of the biden catholics called us radicals while those of us who supported nationalism called ourselves maga and what's funny about this stuff is he goes into the detail and he actually touches the gay stuff and i thought whoa you know this is something that most people really don't want to talk about so i'm going to read you what he said and i'm going to comment on it 
evangelical rednecks do not hate gays. The media simply tells you that we do. Evangelicals have strong biblical reasons for opposing homosexuality, and none of it has to do with hate. But we do not want our schools promoting homosexuality, our government creating special rights instead of equal rights for them, and we sure do not want drag queen story hour used to indoctrinate our innocent children into perversion. We want to teach our children our values, and we resent the teachers' unions running interference for the destruction of the nuclear family. All families are not equal. Stop lying to us. Look around. A once-married man or woman living a monogamous lifestyle in the same home as their natural-born or adopted children is still the best plan for the future of America. Do you have... You do, you do not have to be an evangelical to not want your son to becoming homecoming queen or expect biological boys to stay in their own locker rooms. We don't hate homosexuals. We hate what some homosexuality has done to America. Our right to oppose homosexuality is inalienable. If homosexuals can march in parades in support of their sin, then we should be not ashamed to march in opposition to it. It is the American way. Now, I'm not going to read more of this article. I'm going to post let you read it. But here's the thing. He's right. You know, I feel sorry. And you say, well, what do you feel sorry for them for? A lot of the guys that are gay, it's because their mothers were given exogenous estrogen when these little boys were in utero in their mother's stomach. Now, I have a lot of new listeners every single day, and we really don't have the ability to cover everything all of the time that we talk about. But I'm going to cover this. Estrogen and testosterone are antagonistic. When children are born, they're born as a female if they're mammals. And then the Y chromosome kicks in during the gestational process and allows the testosterone being produced by the mother's ovaries and adrenal glands to cause secondary sex characteristics in the child in utero inside of the mother's belly, inside of her uterus. And that allows the little girl to become a little boy because of the Y chromosome. Then the clitoris becomes a penis, the breasts become chest muscles, and the ovaries become testicles. It's all part of the process in the body when we become basically developed inside of our mother's womb. That's what separates boys and girls, the Y chromosome. Now, when you put estrogen into the food supply or the woman drinks soy milk and eats a lot of soy foods, which have estrogens in them, what ends up happening is – they're antagonistic to testosterone, and they don't allow proper secondary sex characteristics to develop. Then that little boy may be born with a right brain-dominated female hemisphere of the brain rather than a left brain-dominated hemisphere of a male brain, and he may be effeminate, and he may have smaller than normal genitalia, and he may want to go shopping all the time instead of going and playing ball. I mean, all of these things happen because of hormones during the gestational process in, in utero while the child is being formed. And I feel absolutely horrible that this has happened to these young boys in the past 70 years with the introduction of bisphenol A plastics in the food supply, with the induction, with the introduction of all of these pesticides in the food supply, which are xenoestrogens, and with all of the things being done with the hormones putting into the food supply. And it was done on purpose to feminize the men here in the United States. But it's still a choice. If you're born as a little boy and you're raised basically as a little boy, you have a choice whether you want to be a little boy as far as how you want to act or if you want to be feminized and you want to be attracted to men. Now, a lot of this has to do with what happens to the cultural norms of the family. If a mother who is dominant is raising a little boy and the father's absent, in many cases, because of the estrogen that she received 
the, the testosterone that happened to the little boy and the estrogen and this imbalance that I talked about, he's going to be effeminate to start with. And what's going to happen is he's going to go into a situation where he's going to feel as though he's going to be attracted to men. But it's a choice. He doesn't have to make that attraction thing. He doesn't have to do it. And that's what I told Savannah yesterday when I was talking to her. I said it's always a choice. You can still choose to like girls. You can choose to have the right lifestyle. The problem is when you take Christianity out of the mix and they say everybody's an hermaphrodite, everybody can be whatever they want to be, a sponger or a walrus or a seal or whatever, and you can be a gay or a non-gay, whatever you want to be, what it does, it creates conflict. And this is the Kabbalist interference in the United States as far as the nuclear family. And it was done through the Frankfurt School. And so I agree with Coach Daubemeyer. I do. He did an excellent job on this. Now, he basically said that, you know, he prefers Trump over Biden in in that article that he wrote. Now, I will say it this way. I prefer Jesus over Biden. And I told that to Coach this morning. I sent him a text. I prefer Jesus over Biden. Trump is deeply compromised. He's now coming out and telling everybody on a Fox interview this week that everybody needs to take the vaccine, that it's a safe vaccine, that it's a good vaccine, and it needs to be injected into everybody in the United States. This is all part of the international banking community agenda, the Kabbalists, the Luciferians who run the planet to change the DNA of the people of this planet. And it's not okay. I know I told you guys years ago, you know, I don't support Donald Trump. I voted for him the first time. I didn't vote for him the second time. And it wouldn't make any difference had I done that. They stole the election anyhow. But the reality is this. The Kabbalists control both sides of the narrative, and they want the hermaphroditic agenda out there. They want to try to confuse as many people as they possibly can. It's what they do. I'm going to read you this, and I've read it to you before. I'm going to read it again on the show. In a candid moment after World War I, Kuhn Lee partner Otto Kahn explained that the Kabbalist bankers remake the world by creating artificial conflicts and determining the outcome. These include world wars, the Cold War, the war on terror, not to mention the phony left-right divide that holds America in gridlock. Otto Kahn, who, was, who lived from 1869 to 1934, who had the second largest home in America, only behind the Biltmore Estate, was a partner with Jacob Schiff and Paul Warburg in America's most influential banking firm, Kuhn Lee, which became part of the Federal Reserve Bank. Thus, it was worth recalling what he said about the Illuminati strategy. In his book, Geneva versus Peace, the Comte de Saint-Alleux, who was the French ambassador to London from 1920-1924, recalled a conversation with Otto Kahn, which took place shortly after World War One, after the formation of the League of Nations. And here's what he said. Ask why bankers would back Bolshevism, a system supposedly inimicable to private ownership, Kahn tugged on his enormous cigar and explained that bankers create apparent opposites to remake the world according to their specifications. This is Kabbalah. You say that Marxism, quote Kahn, is the antithesis of capitalism, which is equally sacred to us. It is precisely for this reason that they are direct opposites to one another. They put into our hands, the bankers' hands, the Kabbalist hands, the two poles of this planet and allow us to be its axis. Now, guys, I'm going to put this in an article for you. You can read the entire thing. See, this is where we need to be. It says, our essential dynamism makes use of the forces of destruction and the forces of creation, but uses the first to nourish the second. 
Our organization for revolution is evidenced by destructive Bolshevism and for construction by the League of Nations, which is also our work. He tells you exactly who they are, what they do, and how they do it. I've told you guys this, and why nobody else wants to talk about it blows my mind. Well, Jeff Fretz does. Jeff Fretz talks about it, and you know, and Dave Hodges talks about it a little bit when I'm on his show, and Doug Hagman does when I'm on his show. And I've talked about this in depth with so many different broadcasters, and a lot of them realize that I'm telling the truth. A lot of them go, oh, oh we're not going to talk about that. That's Oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. Why? Because it brings in too many other problems associated with Zionism, with Palestine, with the League of Nations, with what happened after World War One, who started World War One, who funded the Russian Revolution, why Palestine became a state, why Germany was attacked, why Germany had all these problems with World War Two. All of this stuff comes up into a giant quagmire. I told you that I had a friend of mine who no longer I no longer associate with wrote a book a few years ago, and I would not promote the book on the show because he basically took he, and he talked about the Rockefeller Rothschild interface and how it worked for the first couple chapters of the book and then about halfway through the book when it came to zionism in palestine and all of the stuff that's happened with world war one and world war two and the league of nations and the balfour declaration he left every bit of that out of the book and never mentioned the rothschilds again and only talked about the rockefellers past 1920 that's why i didn't promote the book because it was basically obfuscation and this is what we run into all of the time when it comes to alt media. Nobody wants to discuss this stuff. I give Coach Gadabemeyer kudos, man. He he basically addressed the gay issue today in that in that article he wrote, and nobody touches that. Why? Because they don't want a bunch of drones and a bunch of you know trolls and a bunch of weird things basically looking for them, and they don't want to talk about this stuff because it creates too much conflict on social media. But guys. That's the very reason that we're in this situation, isn't it? Isn't that the reason we're in this situation? Because we stopped telling our children what the truth was. We stopped talking to our children, and we allowed the educational systems that are based on the Frankfurt School Pavlovian teaching from Leipzig University, basically giving them these things to memorize, then grading them on them and giving them a grading scale, which allows them to basically be reinforced on a behavioral modification continuum. I said a lot. Listen to that paragraph again. And we've allowed those people, those basically communists and those Kabbalists to come in and reprogram our youth and our country. And they've done it for a 100 years. And here we find ourselves with a gay Captain America named Aaron whatever. You know, you know. And so here's the thing. Do we really want this? Do we really want to continue down this road? And if we don't say stop it to the media – and stop putting our children into this communist indoctrination center that we call schools, we're not going to change it, guys. It's going to get much, much, much worse. And now we've got people taking genetically modifying injections that are changing them, and they're never going to have the same DNA they had before because they've reprogrammed their cells to do something different. And it's supposed to be okay, and Donald Trump's telling everybody to take the injections and it's safe. Can everybody not see what he's doing? He got the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. He said it's one of his most I, – I played the video for you on the, on the show. He said it's one of his most important awards he's ever received, and it represents everything he believes in. He said this in his own words. So stop putting Donald Trump on a pedestal, please. He's not who you think he is. He was put in a place and in a power after he got in. Now, I believe the first time we put him in, 
Hillary was supposed to win. And I believe we overrode the election machines and the cheating machines to such a point that Donald Trump came in with a landslide victory. And he had at that point the ability to come in and make changes. I really believe he tried to be a change agent. I do believe that. But I believe he was so quickly compromised with those videotapes that they say now that he has with the Epstein, who know whose girls, whatever. I don't know. That's what they say. That's what just Lay Maxwell said. So he is deeply, deeply flawed and compromised. And so we have to take our eyes off of Trump. He is not the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. That is Jesus Christ. And we have to stop putting Trump on a pedestal. He does not earn that he did not earn. He does not deserve. He should be coming on TV saying, look, I made a mistake with this vaccine. There's too many problems with it. There's too many side effects with it. There's too many people dying. I was told it was safe. Apparently, there's too many death rates. Let's stop using it until we do more research on it to try to figure out what happened and why all these other countries have banned it and they've stopped using it and these death rates are so high. Why doesn't he say that? But that's not what he says. Why? Because he's constantly promoting the narrative. Guys, if they're not going to talk about Jesus, when's the last time you heard Trump talk about Jesus on Fox News? Hmm? I'm going to ask you that. When, when has he come on with Tucker Carlson or any other broadcaster and said, it's all about Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. When has he said that? Have you guys ever heard him talk about that as far as Jesus being the Messiah, the Son of God, the King of Kings, to whom all things are held together, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith? Have you ever heard him do that? I haven't. So we have to understand something, guys. Look to Christ for your answers. Don't look to Donald Trump. And for these gay guys out there that are thinking about, well, do I want to be gay? Do I not want to be gay? The answer is you don't want to be gay. It's according to the word of God is what the Bible says. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you just like we can. And you cannot fall into temptation and allow these desires to come upon you and continually torment you. You can take authority over it through Christ, through the blood of the Lamb. All you have to do is accept him as your Lord and Savior your, and ask him to give you the strength to do that. It's so important that we see this, but a gay Captain America teenager who basically was put together by the queer community, really, really, Aaron Fisher, we really are going to promote this now and let our children see it. I mean, again, it's like Austin said so many times, you've got to make sure that you do not let your children watch TV. You have to see what they're looking at, Austin. What do you think, bud, and what's your next story? Absolutely. And I mean, it's not that you can't let them watch anything. It's that you need to monitor and, you know, understand what's being presented to them. And if you watch it with an open mind and you're seeing a ton of propaganda and, you know, really, really just deep psychological rhetoric that they're trying to push with subliminal messaging, you got to say, you know what? Nah, I'm not feeling this. And I'm not, I'm not liking this at all. This isn't something that we're going to, we're going to continue to watch. And uh, it's difficult sometimes, but you actually have to be proactive, you know. And that's that's a concept that has eluded American parents now, and it has. And I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying the concept of being proactive and actually raising kids now has eluded a lot of parents. It has. It's sad that you can just go out to a restaurant and see exactly what I'm talking about. When you go out and the kids are literally stuffed in an iPad watching YouTube the entire meal and refuse to even discuss anything. I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, like even a two or three year old. I'm talking about six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds playing on phones. I know parents that as soon as they get to the dinner table, bam, they hand them their cell phone and put it on YouTube. Every time, bam, as soon as they get there. They don't let kids 
crawl, you know, get crayons. Majority of places still at restaurants will give you crayons and, you know, uh, you know, little, little notebooks you can crayon in and stuff. Well, a lot of them used to. I don't know about COVID anymore, but this is something that, you know, is really important. And also too, we're, that's why we're seeing this push with the, transgender cross-dressing perverts to want all these kids to go on puberty blockers now. They're so miserable. They're so confused. They don't know where they fit in life because they've made so many horrible decisions now. Now they want other children to follow in their same footsteps. This is exactly what they're promoting now. There is a popular transgender activist who basically now started calling to have children be put on puberty blockers until they can decide which gender they want to be. I can't even make this up. She said children should be able to consent and have any puberty blockers they want when they want because they already de facto consent to permanent changes that naturally come through puberty. Are you kidding me right now? So you need to be able to take any type of hormone and drugs you want at a young age because you're already going through puberty, so it should make no difference. Now, to show you how confused, bizarre, and perverted this individual is, Zinnia, who actually was born as a male named Zachary Anatolak, was born as a male in 1989 in Chicago – became aware of his sexuality as a gay male at an early age. After years of identifying as a gay male, he came to the conclusion that he actually wanted to be a trans woman in 2011 and went under transgender hormone reassignment, basically hormone therapy, and then decided he wanted to start a romantic relationship with his close friend who is a lesbian, Heather McNamara. So so he's a dude that thinks he's a girl, that falls in love with his lesbian friend, and they have now basically in a relationship together. So he's a dude in a relationship with a girl, but he says he's a transgender woman, and she apparently is now saying that she's a transgender male. So I don't even know how that works out. You you guys tell me how that's supposed to work. I don't know. I I guess technically they're still in a – heterosexual relationship so to speak he's technically a male and she's technically a female so i don't know where they're going with this i'm just saying this is how confusing these individuals are but good news down here in florida if you guys saw yesterday now ron DeSantis, our great governor down here in florida came out yesterday and absolutely slammed critical race theory and pledged there will be zero room to have it in any of Florida state classrooms whatsoever. He said, and I quote, there's no room in our class for things like critical race theory, Republicans said Wednesday, teaching kids to hate their country and to hate each other is not worth one red cent of taxpayer money. And he pledged that the Florida curriculum will be expressly excluded out of all Florida teaching. I have to commend him for this. The fact that this is even something that we have to discuss now is bizarre to me. If anybody has done the research on critical race theory movement, it was energized by the New York Times years ago, and it deviates from a traditional curriculum and teaches that racism is embedded in every aspect of the United States and that when you take part in critical race theory training, you include a lecture stating that only white people are capable of being racist. Nobody else can be racist except for white people, and to an extent – to show you how corrupt, perverted, and horrific and bigoted the CDC is, they moved forward last fall with critical theory training in their 
programs as far as their new hire programs, despite an executive order from President Donald Trump instructing government agencies to halt this practice. They went against that executive order and are still teaching critical race theory to their new employees of the CDC. So that right there alone should already make you question where the CDC is going, kind of how Coca-Cola came out a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, a month and a half ago and got busted. Because they were teaching a curriculum on how to be less white in the workplace. Guys, if you can't see where this is going, I mean, you've got blinders on. This is clearly a design to remove all factions of American history, American traditions, and American cultures. We have tons of different cultures here, and we've embraced all of them in the United States. We're very, very open of a country, and that's that's the ironic part to me is that we're probably the least racist country in the entire world. I mean where do you know that you can go from being in high school to being drafted for simply playing a sport and make tens of millions of dollars a year primarily as a black male in the NBA, in the NFL, and numerous other sports? I don't know any other country that has that happen, ever. But yet, we're supposedly this racist country. And that's what I brought up yesterday with the incident that happened and um, with the with the uh, the shooting in Atlanta. With the, and they came out and said, oh, he was a, he was a Christian white, you know, right-wing male, 21 years old. And now they're coming out saying it had nothing to do with race. He basically was a sexual deviant now. And apparently he's watched too much porn, too much sick porn. And it's caused him to be stuck on this perverted ideology of going and having this sexual frustration and going out and killing people. Same thing that we saw with numerous other psychotic sociopaths, you know, serial killers. When you start allowing that type of behavior, and it's funny that nobody wants to address the porn industry or the sex trafficking industry. That never, you notice that never gets brought up at all in mainstream media. They just want to put out filth all the time like critical race theory and tell everybody you're racist for being white even though you've never done anything racist and you're white. Simply your skin color makes you racist. I mean think about that if we just flip that over for a second and the mainstream media came out with critical race theory and said, listen, white people cannot be racist. Only black people can be racist. Whoa. I mean could you imagine if they said some unbelievably bigoted comment like that? It would, it, would, it would be complete and total uproar in the mainstream media. So again, why is it okay to pick on one race but not discuss anything else that's going on? The same thing I brought up yesterday. There were 41 shootings in Chicago last weekend. Pre- the White House didn't get press release on that. They didn't get briefed on that. Four people killed and 41 shot last weekend in Chicago. I brought that up at the end of the last show. Okay, well, we're not going to talk about that. You know, every single person that gets killed in the entire country that basically is innocent, it's a sad day. It's undeserved and it's sad. But the problem is it's also part of living in a culture that promotes violence, that promotes pornography, that promotes child trafficking, that promotes racist hatred on the mainstream media. All these things are designed to cause dissension and to break everybody apart in small little factions. If everybody came together and said, dude, I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, you know, Asian, it doesn't matter. We have one enemy we have to look at right now, and that is the Federal Reserve bankers and their control in the United States government and what they have infiltrated through the Congress and through the Senate and now currently sitting in the seat that we don't even know what this clown is, bumbling buffoon Biden. I mean you see him on a green screen. We talked about the deep state fakes yesterday with the technology they had in detail, factual documented detail. We don't even know what the 
heck we're being presented now. And so it's time that we all stop fighting with one another and say, listen, these are the main culprits that are happening in this country. These are the main things we need to stop and we need to remove. These are the things we need to address, and that's exactly what we try to do on the show as best as possible because it's not going to stop. Also, to another news, going back to what I talked about at the beginning of the show, I wanted to bring this up real quick because Larry Bell brought up some comments in an article that really kind of started to expand even what I have talked about with this green energy. And this is why I've talked to so many people. Do not allow this to happen in your areas. If they start coming in, they start restricting vehicles, gas-powered or diesel-powered vehicles, the answer unilaterally is going to have to be no. You can't. You, we cannot comply with this. If they come in and say, listen, hybrid vehicles are cool, and I'm, granted, I'm all about hybrid vehicles. I've told you guys that before. Hybrid vehicles are great technology. There's been supercars now that have built hybrid technology into them that are unbelievably fast and unbelievably efficient. That's awesome. This whole electric-only concept is to do one thing, and that's control everything we do. And you think about it for a second. Just think about this. If they come out and they say, okay, we've come out now with an electric truck that gets 400 miles to a charge. Okay, that's cool. you got an electric truck. And you go, okay, well, what happens when I try to charge it? Well, you know, you're going to spend $40, 50 $60 to charge it. Okay, whatever. Well, what happens when I'm on the road and I'm pulling a trailer and I have to stop and charge it? I've got to find a charging station every time. Yeah, well, we're going to put those charging stations in. What happens if the power goes out? What happens when you have a hurricane down here in Florida? Hmm? Anybody ask that question yet? What happens when there's no power? What happens when the electric company shuts off your power like they did at the restaurant in California last week in Burbank because they refused to shut their doors under unlawful orders. How you charge a car up? Doesn't work. Diesel vehicles can get incredibly good fuel mileage, including trucks, especially if they don't have these insane EPA regulations on them like some of the older trucks. You can also go and buy a 500-gallon, 1,000-gallon diesel tank like I know a lot of agriculture guys do down here. You have 1,000 gallons of diesel on tap. Put some stable in it. Keep it stable for years on end. You can run your truck literally for years and never even have to go to the gas station. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, you can't be doing that, guys. That's, that's self-sufficient. That's being prepared for situations. Uh, you can't. You can't be doing that. You got to rely on electric power. You got. We got to let you know when you can charge your vehicle. And Larry Bell came out with this, and he said, "What's going to start happening now with the climate and energy justice? They're going to start bringing violations on certain states and certain countries. This is why." Obama or not? Obama started with the Paris Climate Accord. Then we had. The bumbling buffoon Biden add us back into it after Trump got us out of it. This is why the bumbling buffoon Biden capped off the Keystone Pipeline at the Canadian border along with 11,000 jobs and 830,000 barrels of oil a day. This is why they've now demanded with the Paris Accord that we eliminate all carbon emissions by electricity by 2035, and we have no oil, natural gas, or coal using zero net carbon emissions by 2050, he said what's going to start happening is they're going to start including ownership and operation of internal combustion engines, tampering with regulated upper or lower thermostat settings, excessive electricity consumption based on your maximum household square foot per occupancy allowance. He said, oh, yeah, this is what's all written in these bills that they're allowed to do when they have full-blown totalitarian ownership of who you are, where you go, and what you do, and what you consume when it comes to electricity. He said, quite simply, initiating a fast-track train wreck agenda to shut down and replace 80% of abundant and reliable hydrocarbon energy by growing the 5% currently provided by intermittent wind and solar electricity is completely and totally insane. He 
said, on top of this, the plan to vastly increase electricity demand and costs by phasing out most petroleum-fueled vehicles in favor of heavy taxpayer and consumer subsidized plug-in models is also insane. And inevitable power shortages will occur, and rationing will almost certain follow. So they tell us now, oh, it's 30 to $40 to plug in your Tesla and charge it up on a hypercharger. Okay, what happens when electricity goes up three, four, five, six hundred 600%? What happens when it goes up five and 6,000% like they did to Texas? Oh, yeah, we're not, nobody wants to remember that. What happened in Texas just two months ago when they came in and said, you're going to have to buy per basically uh, $1,500 per hour as far as per energy instead of $18 your normal price. What happens when instead of costing 40 to $50 to charge up your car overnight, it costs four to $5,000 to charge up your car? Oh, yeah. Where do you think this is going, my friends? This is going to be all about the community collective where nobody has vehicles. Exactly what they said in the World Economic Forum and Dad pointed out yesterday, you will own nothing and you will love it. That's where this is going. That is why I have not been a fan of electric vehicles at all, and the only thing I've supported is hybrid technologies because a lot of people have asked me that, and I've said, no, absolutely not. This is going nowhere fast, except we know where the nowhere is going to be, and it's people having nothing. This is where it's happening. Also, to another news, Dad brought up the fact that so many people are promoting the vaccine, including Trump, which is quite disturbing to me. But now the European Medicine Agency is holding an immediate, immediate emergency meeting today to consider its next move after several United Na EU nations suspended their rollouts of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. If you have seen this now, I think there's been 17 European countries now that have stopped it. There's also been in Italy, prosecutors in the north of the country have opened up a manslaughter investigation after the death of a man over the weekend who passed just hours after receiving a dose of the vaccine. The EMA said it is looking at blood clotting as well as reports of unusual features such as low platelet numbers reported in a number of recipients of the AstraZeneca jab. So even Europe is starting to address this right now. The fact that the United States is literally putting mud in their eyes and saying nothing's happening, nobody's dying, nobody's getting sick, we're going to pretend nothing's bad happening, you need to get your shot immediately. If you don't get your shot, you can't have people over to barbecue for the July 4th Independence Day. Boggles my mind. Even the EU is holding an emergency meeting after 17 countries have refused to administer any more of these shots right now because so many people are getting sick. Remember, we're not hearing about 90 to 95% of what's happening because vast majority of these individuals that are getting sick and dying are not being counted as a vaccine death or sickness because if it doesn't happen, literally, as I was told here in the United States by a doctor that works in the hospital with elderly individuals that are getting this injection, if they don't have a severe adverse reaction within 25 minutes of the shot, they don't put it down as anything unless they absolutely want to put it down and override it and put it down as, yes, we believe this is a shot. But as it being fully recorded, if it doesn't happen within 25 minutes, Good to go. Totally safe vaccine. Much less what happens in a couple hours or a couple days or, God forbid, a couple months because we don't even know what's going to happen with this shot. We're just now reaching the point right now in the United States of the first people that are vaccinated to the point of time where the phase three trial extended, meaning a little over two months. Meaning we don't even know what's going to happen in the next 
two, three, four, five, six months, and the side effects that are incurred from this RNA experimental technology that Fauci even admitted the other day. I told you guys that on that interview with that Mexican comedian and blatantly said, well, yeah, it's a new technology, and we're basically assuring the public that it's totally safe. Really? It's a new technology that's never been used on vast majority of the populace. It was only tested for two months, and you're telling everybody it's completely safe. Lying through his teeth is what Fauci does best. He's a professional liar. He's a professional manipulator, and he's one of the primary reasons why the American populace was so easily deceived last year because he knows how to manipulate and pull a progressively effective psyop for over a year now, as we have seen. This cannot go unchecked, and we cannot continue to pretend that this is not happening in this country, Dad. What do you think? Well, Fauci's just another actor on a stage, just like Trump was, just like Biden is. And, you know, and we and we if you listen to yesterday's show, please, everybody listen to yesterday's show. It was so succinct about deep fakes. It was so succinct about what was going on with the federal government and the accounting standards and all of the things that they're doing basically to mislead and to basically lie to the American people, which has become an all-out psychological operation at this point. That's where we are right now. In, In conclusion, what we have to look at is this. We, the United States of America and the entire planet, we've got to look at it from a planetary standpoint. We are in the final stages of a long-term operation by the international Kabbalist bankers and their Masonic lackeys, which is what they are. They're controlling us, and the CFR, and the, which is the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Bilderberger Group, and these world leaders. We're in the final stage of this to erect a world police state. And to control us by fraud, which is what we see now with all of the media and with Fauci and everything else, and force. And you were saying just a minute ago, Austin, well, if they tell you in your local community that you cannot drive a diesel truck anymore, and this is probably going to happen in California pretty quick, and you decide to continue to drive the diesel truck, they're going to have you stopped at a traffic check. They're going to ask you to get out of your vehicle. They're going to pull a weapon on you if you do not. I'm telling you what's going to happen if we don't stop this. And they're going to tow your vehicle off and have it destroyed. That's where this is going, and you'll be stuck with the payments. You'll still have to deal with the doggone creditors, and they're just going to take your vehicle. They're going to seize it. They're going to do asset forfeiture on it, and they're going to do whatever they need to do and sell off the parts and destroy the diesel engine, just like they poured all that concrete down inside of all of those cash for clunkers. They've already done this once. They'll do it again if they want to take these vehicles off the road. That's what they did before. This has been achieved, this control of the world. By basically a a dialectical process, best exemplified by World War II and the Cold War, where they fabricated and they financed the adversaries on both sides of the war. This is what they always do. It's like I talked to you earlier about Otto Kahn. Domestically, this satanic elite is mirrored by George Soros, who funds the left, and he's used as a front guy in Bill Gates and Bezos and all the rest of the clowns that are cutouts, and the Koch brothers who fund and control the right. Both of these guys are all part of this giant bankster Kabbalist cult. It's the cult that rules the world. We've done entire shows on it. And you can bet that the funding for all of these groups of people extends to the media. We talked about this through the ownership and advertising. 95% of the media is controlled by the same cult. It also extends to universities, foundations, and think tanks. It's basically infiltrated our very school systems and elementary schools with Transgender Day and all these other stuff they have now and these transgender holidays some of these schools are putting on in which they get to see all these transgender story hours, which is all brought to you by the basically Frankfurt School, which is all Kabbalah's controlled again. 
And many protests, like we saw with Occupy Wall Street, are all part of this false dialectic. The same thing happened in June, July, January the 6th. We had true patriots go to Washington, D.C. under Donald Trump's instructions. And then basically they got drop kicked and they were shown, you can't do this. Now 300 of them are basically in jail and being charged with all kinds of crazy crimes because the control is still by the same people. They brought 30,000 troops into D.C. to protect it for the inauguration of Joe Biden. And basically it was the least attended inauguration of all time because nobody could even go to him and hear him in a, basically a meeting or a campaign or speech in a parking lot. They wouldn't show up. They completely stole the election. Now, the only way we're going to fix any of this stuff is we have to nationalize the Fed. We have to create debt-free currency. We basically have to disown the portion of the national debt created by book entry and the sale to these other countries of our debt by these bankers and have the bankers pay back their own debt. That's what we have to do. The Rothschilds, are they're, 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 they're worth quadrillions of dollars. They can pay back every single debt entry that was done to the United States, to all these other countries by the selling of our bonds and T-bills. We have to have an independent investigation of 9-11. We have to have an independent investigation of what happened in Vegas and Ruby Ridge and Waco and all of the other stuff that we've seen, the attacks that we've had in New York, the attacks that we had out in California, the attacks we've had up in Portland, all of these riots. We have to have independent investigations for all of this stuff. We've got to look at what happened down here in Parkland with the school there and talk about what happened with that and why we had, so don't quote, uh, basically a hit team, an attack team, a squad come in dressed in full military garb, running weapons that no one had ever seen before and find out what the heck really happened down there. We have to have independent investigations of all of this stuff and find out why. All national political campaigns need to be publicly funded. They don't need to be funded through basically these individuals that work for giant corporations and allow the people basically to come in and get just a billion dollars to run for president. I mean, we we basically don't need to be spending billions of dollars to control the United States legislature through lobbying groups. You know, media monopolies have to be broken up. They have to be broken up. We have to get journalism back out there that's telling the truth. You know, NATO, which is basically another Rothschild intervention, has to be stopped. We have to stop all of this stuff. We have to stop this puppet show, this Kabbalist cult puppet show, and we've got to get real journalism. We've got to go back to regulating the media and not allowing one company to come in and buy every radio station or every TV network. We have to break up that giant Disney monopoly now that's basically trying to take over all media. We've got to do all of this stuff if we want to have journalism put back in. But right now it's not going to happen because the Congress is completely corrupt. So many of them have been compromised via Jeffrey Epstein, and they got videotapes of them. We need to recall all these congressmen have new elections and put all fresh people in the Senate and the House. That's what needs to happen. That's the only thing that's going to change any of this stuff. And we have to outlaw dual citizens from anywhere from being in the Congress or the Senate. And if we do that, we can bring our country back. The problem is, like I said yesterday, the vast majority of the people in the United States, primarily the evangelical Christians who were the point of the spear, have been basically put to sleep by Q, by basically believing that Jesus Christ could be replaced by Donald Trump, which is nonsense. I mean, they really, really believe that he was like some type of saint, some type of godlike man. I mean, it's ridiculous what they said and how they basically feigned after him and just chased him and like he was some kind of, you know, savior for the United States. He's not. 
We've got to turn back to our churches and have the pastors continue to preach the truth from the pulpits that basically whether we think it's politically correct or not, just do it. And if they want to go out and protest out in front of the church and have picket signs, let them protest and have picket signs. Who cares? What difference does it make? We've got to get testosterone back into the doggone men in this country and have them stand up as alphas as they're supposed to be, or we're not going to change it. You say, well, that's an awful lot of stuff to do. Well, it is. So the most important thing is this. To start with, we've got to pray that God leads us, that he directs us through his Holy Spirit, that he allows us the boldness that we need to stand firmly in the faith that he's given us, because he is the author, he is the finisher, he is the perfecter of our faith, and through him all things are held together. We've got to rely on Jesus, we've got to rely on prayer, but when we see something wrong, we've got to call it out. And we say, no, it's not okay. It goes against God's word. And that's the only way we're going to fix this country. We're not going to fix it through this progressive politics or through this communist indoctrination or through the Frankfurt School. It's going to make it worse and worse and worse. But it's because this cult that runs the planet, they don't want the planet to be under Jesus Christ. Just thought I'd mention that to you. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks again for listening. I prayed for you this morning. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Austin, finish it up. Yes, absolutely. Continue to keep the truth out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters, forwarding our show, getting these articles out there. Feel free to sign up for our weekly newsletter I told you guys about that's free. We send out articles on it. We send out show notes on it. We send out coupons on it. Lots of good stuff on it. So be sure to check it out. Also, be sure to check out the EyeSight product of the week on sale right now for over 10% off. Incredibly good formula to help out with healthy eye structure and function. Healthmasters.com. Thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.